grace, mercy, and peace to you. From God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, as we think, and you heard in the hymn, and your saints will know the rapture. Not going up into heaven, but the joy that's in the heart. With joyous rapture let us sing that your heart desired for us when the longed-for peace and union of greatest and the least eat in joyous, blessed communion in your never-ending feast. Our text for this evening is 1 Corinthians 11.26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord until he comes. You may be seated. Tonight, the most powerful and life-changing sermon is about to be preached. But it isn't going to be me. It is not going to come from me. It is going to be preached by those of you who come to this altar. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. You have said it. You have heard it said that a picture is worth a thousand words and that actions speak louder than words. Here and every time Jesus gathers us and feeds us Himself, it is a picture. It is the most beautiful picture speaking profoundly and loudly. Jesus died to rescue sinners, to rescue you, and to rescue me. This gathering around, this receiving, the very body and blood of Jesus proclaims the Lord's death until he comes. And what is the Lord's death? But it is his loving, his disciples, loving all of us to the very end. And what is Jesus' death? But his body and his blood shed for the remission, for the forgiveness of sins. So ask yourself, what is the entire point of this blessed sacrament? It is precisely to deliver to those sin-infected, dying, troubled rebels who hurt and who have been hurt. Excuse me, I should say who hurt and who have hurt. The medicine the medicine of immortality, the medicine that puts endless life in a dying soul. It is Joseph welcoming his devious, plotting, starving brothers to eat at his lavish table. It is the father welcoming not only his prodigal son, but his self-righteous arrogant and angry son to a feast of forgiveness and reconciliation. It is the ruler of heaven and all the company of heaven invading this space to commune with you. He comes to meet you, to cleanse you, to release you, to rest with you to put you to rest 
in His eternal, vibrant, and joyful care. It is fitting that Jesus would land on your tongue. For what vile, selfish anger has been launched from them, He enters into the idle factory of our heart, His incarnational chemotherapy cleansing the cancerous idolatry within us, and we are reminded, you are what you eat. For you are given Jesus, and Jesus enters you. And here, you are restored as one of the holy ones of God. You ever notice that? There are some couples, married couples, that have been married 50, 60 years and they start looking like each other. You know, they've been eating together, being together for a long, long time, even completing one another's thoughts. Well, we are Christ's bride, and we are coming to be like Him and to look like our eternal husband we love because he first loved us. But there's a problem with the sacrament of the altar. Well, more specifically, there's a problem with the recipients and those who are missing tonight from the Lord's table. The ancients called it acedia, Acedia is one of those so-called seven deadly sins. It's usually translated as sloth or laziness. Indeed, laziness is a sin and that we need to confess, but there is a form of laziness that is acedia that is the most dangerous. It is to miss the real value of things it is to treat the life-giving gifts of Jesus Christ as if they're just common like everything else, ho-hum, ordinary things to value the same or less. It is like those who are freezing and right before they die, they feel so warm. It's like those who are starving and right before they die they feel like their stomach is full. We value our busyness, do we not? Sometimes more than this beautiful moment where everything stands completely still and heaven invades earth, and Jesus touches you. He touches you to cleanse you, to heal you, to welcome you, and to forgive you fully. C.S. Lewis described how we have grown to be half-hearted creatures, he writes, fooling around with drink and sex and ambition, with an infinite joy that is offered us. And we are so 
quickly and easily pleased. That's acedia. And it has infected us all, except the very one who gathers us here tonight and whose death, whose death we are proclaiming. For he too was tempted by Assyria and attacked by us. Let us kill him off. He's just another man. He saved others. Why can't he save himself? What's the big deal? However, his focus is to give by his rising from the dead, by his loving to the end, by his giving the only thing that he had left after his death on the cross, his very body and blood. And he did it according to the Father's will. And according to the Father's plan to save each and every one of you. He is Asidia's antidote. The antidote to ho-hum laziness is right here. Now, I don't know if any of you have heard of the Babylonian Talmud, but it is a commentary on this Old Testament that goes ahead and talks about whenever people would ascend to Jerusalem for the festival, it says the priest would reveal that the bread or would reveal the bread to them, the bread that God had commanded Moses in Exodus to keep in the tabernacle. The Talmud records that the priest used to lift up the golden table in the temple and exhibit the bread of the presence. He revealed it to those who would come to the festival, saying to them, Behold God's love for you. The bread of the presence can be translated as the bread of the face. Whose face? Jesus answers this. He said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I give him for the life of the world or the bread that I give for the life of the world is my flesh. It's interesting. This is the only scripture passage. This is the only time when Jesus teaches that his disciples leave him. They leave him because of his teaching about his flesh. And yet, his body and his blood is for the restless soul. Here is true good news for the strident, for the bad news world. Here is forgiveness for the guilty, cleansing for the terribly sinned against, life for the dying, comfort for the brokenhearted, fellowship for the saints, for those who are mourning, and love to send worry scurrying, that drives hatred away, warms the cold heart, and feeds the spiritually starving. Jesus of Nazareth, who came down from heaven to die for you, for me, for all, and now he comes to you and to me 
so that his love, his resurrection, his life will be yours forever. Indeed, actions speak louder than words, so preach it, fellow redeemed. Preach the best sermon ever. Come, preach it loud and clear. Jesus died for sinners like you and me. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.